Welcome to the Homefront Podcast. I'm your host, Tori McQueen. I'm a realtor, an entrepreneur, a mom to five, and a bold dreamer, always on a mission to turn nothing into something. Have you ever wondered how all these other entrepreneurs do it all? Can they actually have a successful and thriving business while also having a happy home life? Here, we dig into the real stories on how to run a biz and a home life, how to scale and grow, and how to manage parenting and relationships without sacrificing your home life or happiness. After all, isn't that what matters most? Let's get to it. Hey, Felicia, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yes. So I know this sounds very broad, but why don't you tell us a little bit about your story, what you do, and how you got to where you're at now? Oh, wow. Okay. How long do we have? No, I'm kidding. I'm Felicia. I am a new wife, new mom, and I'm an entrepreneur. So my professional background is in systems and automation. I do strategy and consultation and implementation for systems and automation. And that really started just years and years ago. I'm a naturally organized person. I'm a systems thinker, like everything just has to be in place. And so I was just kind of helping people behind the scenes in their businesses, helping them jumpstart things, just helping to keep them organized. A lot of admin stuff. And then around like 2016-ish, I was working a job, didn't like it. Not that I didn't like it. I felt like there was just something more that I could be doing. And so I made the decision at that time to leave my job to pursue a different business venture I had going on at the time for a number of reasons. And I'm not telling anybody to quit their job. I always say that, like, that's my journey. You know, nine to fives are great. I'm not bashing them. But for me at that time, that's what, you know, what worked for me. Uh, and since then, I've kind of, I was introduced to this, this online space that I had no idea about. And I was able to put a name to what it was that I did and what I had just natural skill in. And that was the systems piece. And so for years, I was just pivoting, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do, figuring out my messaging, all those things. And so I always kind of focused on systems. But then recently, I guess it was in 2022, this past year, I shifted my focus to help mompreneurs because I became a mom in 2021. And I just (laughs) realized, oh, my goodness, I need systems in my life more than ever. And I just wanted to be able to present this opportunity and this solution to other moms in business as well. And so now I help mompreneurs implement systems in their business. Usually they're service providers with online businesses. And it's, you know, it's been been a journey. So, yeah, that's a lot. Okay, so you you were like a nine to five corporate employee working. Were you working in systems at that time or just admin? No, I was working in accounting, which I didn't even go to school for. It was a very random job, but it worked for, you know, I needed a job at the time and it was easy. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. So no, it was not in systems. Okay. So what made you, we're backing this up a little bit because I want to hear how you became an entrepreneur. Like I know you said like you were, you were working on some other side stuff. Like when did you become a mom and when did you decide that you 
And why did you decide that you didn't want to have a corporate job? Like, what was that motivating factor? Yeah, so the job piece was separate from me becoming a mom. So me leaving my job, that was way back in 2016. And at the time, I was working on this nonprofit organization, a mentoring program for teen girls. I was really passionate about it, and I felt like I didn't have enough time to work on it. And the job I had at the time, they just weren't flexible with. Now we're used to working from home. We're used to flex schedules. We're used to all of these things. But back then in the job that I had, it was just no, no, no. And so it just didn't work for me. And I remember one day I had went to a conference, so I didn't go to work. I came back to work the next day and I just felt imprisoned and I was sad. And I literally went to the bathroom and cried. And I'm like, this, this can't be right. (laughs) No. Yeah. So that's what I'm like. Okay. I have to do something. And I jumped and I just, I left without a plan. And again, I do not recommend anybody to do that. But I just I just jumped and I just figured it out from there. So that's what made me leave my job. And then since then, I was just doing different entrepreneurial things, a lot of freelancing. And then in 2021 was when I had my daughter and I shifted to focusing on serving mompreneurs with systems. How did you know that that was your? I think I've always been just naturally organized. Everything just has to be in place. I think in order, so in steps and just being introduced to the online space and just, you know, when you're online, you just kind of come across things and you end up going down all these rabbit holes. And I just figured out and I saw other people like talking about systems and automation. And I really love like just testing out tech and things like that. So I just saw that there was a space for it and it was something that I could do. And so I said, I'm just going to go with this. So that's kind of how it happened. I, I fell down a rabbit hole on social media and failed See, it. That's how the best things happen these days. Online, I, I literally talk to moms all the time and business owners. And it's like, if you don't like what you're doing now, you can literally go online and find something else. You can have a different career in 30 days. You Absolutely. Be, you know, it, it just depends on how much work you want to put in and how much you want to be the expert in that. So time is no long, longer like time in the field is no longer the determining factor on how skilled you are at that, especially with things like system and tech. It's like that is updated all the time. Like people who are on older systems, like I'm sorry, but what you knew even two years ago has been changing. So if you're not up to date, you are no longer the expert. So it really doesn't matter how you landed into it, but just the fact that you stepped into that element in that zone is, is, I mean, it's super ne- necessary, I think, for especially being a mom in business. Yeah. Well, okay, so you're a new mom. So when did you become a mom? So my daughter, at the time of this recording, she's 16 months. Oh, yeah. So I have a okay. little girl 16 months ago. Oh, I have a 11-year-old. So with four older brothers. So oh, wow. I have five total. Yes. Goodness. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm busy. So my mom, my mom has, no, my mom had six kids. But after, after I had my daughter, I was like, oh my goodness, my mom had six kids. Like this is a lot. So kudos to you. <laughs> hey, it's all about the systems, like you saying. So True. let's, Let's dive into that. Okay. So in order to run a business, you have to have systems 
in your business. And then as a mom, you also, especially as a mom, have to have systems at home to be able to function properly in your business. So it's kind of, you know, both sides of the spectrum here. So let's kind of dive into it. Let's go into what some of the systems are that you feel most entrepreneurs need that they don't have or that you have been able to help with and what you recommend for people in their business. And then I'll kind of unpack or ask you to unpack what kind of systems you think they would need out. Right, right. So in terms of business systems, um, there's five core that I always say that you could start with. There's so many systems that you could have in your business, but absolutely marketing, sales, client experience. I feel like those are the top three, right? Because you need people to hear about your business. You need to make the sale. And then once you get the sale, you need to be able to provide that high level experience for those people who are engaging with your business. And then human resources. So how, you know, you're hiring people or contracting out people, having systems for that, and then your finances. So how you're managing your money, bringing things in, pushing things out. So I think those are the, the top five that you can start with, like the core. And then, of course, there's other things. But for sure, yeah. marketing, sales, client experience. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you to kind of unpack. Okay, so let's start out with, I think you started out with marketing. Yes. Okay, let's dive into that. For someone who is a business owner that is like, okay, I am the solopreneur here doing it all myself. I'm growing so fast. I can't keep up. Like, I need marketing. What, is, what does that even mean? What does that look like from a systems perspective? Yeah, so I'm going to back up a little bit just to kind of explain what I mean when I say system. So. For me, a system is, it encompasses a few things. The process, which is your step-by-step, plus people that are helping you to execute this process and then process people and then the tools. So if you're using some form of software and you're automating. So I call that entire piece your system. And the process is really the foundation of that. And so when you're trying to figure out what your processes are, let's say for your marketing With anybody I work with now, I start with creating a customer journey map and taking them through like the the phases of the customer journey and helping them to understand where their customer is at a particular point so they can identify the activities that they need to be doing in their business that are going to meet the needs of their customer in this particular stage. Once you know what your activities are for this particular stage, then you can say, okay, these are the processes that I need to further flesh out. So if somebody, let's say, for example, if they're in the awareness, no, yeah, let's just say they're in unawareness, the unawareness stage, and they just don't know that they have an issue, they're not really thinking about any type of solution, your job then as the business owner is to provide content that's like aspirational and educational to them so that they can see themselves in it and say, oh, hey, this is something that I might look into or, or, hey, I identify myself in this and I didn't know this was an issue. And so your call to action might be, you might do that through a podcast. We're on a podcast. And so your, your process would be, okay, how do you produce a podcast and listing out the different steps for what all goes into producing a podcast. So I start with the customer journey, figuring out what your business activities are, the call to action with that, and then your process from there. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like, I'm, I mean, 
Definitely with our the podcast that I do. So I have my real estate team. We have systems in place for that, whether it's hiring new agents or marketing to get a deal. And then once you get a deal, what do you do with the deal? And then what do you do with the clients once they're done with their deal? And then how do you get referrals? Like there is literally process after process for each individual thing. The process to run an event, the process, you know, all of that. And then with podcasts, it's a whole different game. And that is process, 100% process. So what systems do you use? What people do you use? You know, what journey do you want to have for, you know, like you even being interviewed on this on this podcast? So definitely systems are are super huge. So when you're talking about you're, when you say the five systems that people should have and you're talking about the marketing systems, give us an example of like, let's say, you know, I am like this podcast, right? I need a marketing system or maybe a client that you have now that they need a marketing system. What would you recommend people do to first start their customer journey to figure out what kind of marketing system to use? Right. So I think, of course, that depends on your customer. And so different types of marketing appeals to different types of, of people. And so you, you want to decide, OK, am I going to do email marketing, content marketing, digital marketing, social media marketing? Like you have to figure out what type that of so much. reach, you know, reach the customer you're trying to get. And then from there, OK, let's just say email marketing. Right. I think everybody should have some type of email marketing because we actually can own those those contacts, right? So if you have email marketing, then you have to figure out, okay, what am I doing with this this email marketing? What is my goal? What is my purpose? And you're trying to get them probably on your email list. So how do I get them on my email list? I need to have some type of lead magnet. So there's like a process for creating a lead magnet. And then what's the journey? Once you get them on your email list, then what? Right. So you want to send them a series of emails probably. So, you know, what each email have. It's like a process, like you said, there's a process for everything. But with email marketing, I think the main point with all of the processes is figuring out, okay, what's the starting point? What's the goal? And how do you get to your goal? And just listing out the steps, kind of like a recipe, right? We know we want to bake a cake. We know the ingredients that we're starting with. So then how do I, you know, make those ingredients? What steps do I need to take to get to this cake? And our business goals is that cake and the process yeah. or well, the recipe. And even before the cake, right? It's like, wait, who is this cake for? And what does this person like? Okay, okay I'm not going to make a, you know, carrot cake for somebody who hates carrot cake, right? So, so you have to figure out, okay, what experience do I want this person to have. So really, I think it would be defining your true audience, defining the journey that you want for your audience. What do you want them to experience before they can even draft out everything for their system, right? For sure. Absolutely. And I think sometimes we skip that step of un really understanding the audience and mapping the customer journey. We just kind of end up doing things in the business and Sometimes we don't even have to be doing some of the things that we're doing because it doesn't fit into oh, the know. journey. 
it doesn't fit into the right? journey. And so that's why now I'm really pushing this this customer journey map because the map will show you, okay, this is who the customer is. This is the journey they're going on. And then once I have that, I can understand what my correlating business activities and processes need to be from that. From there. Are you an entrepreneur looking to start your own business? Then you'll need to form an LLC or a limited liability company. But where do you start? With Zen Business, the process is simple and affordable. Zen Business offers a variety of LLC formation packages to fit your needs, and their team of experts will guide you through the process every step of the way. Plus, they offer ongoing compliance and registered agent services to keep your business in good standing. Don't waste your time and money on complicated LLC formation. Choose Zen Business and take the first step towards realizing your business dreams. Visit my link in the show notes to get started today. So are you putting all the pieces together or do you consult with clients on how to do their journey or how does that look? Right. So it depends on kind of where the the, the person is. Some people already have their journeys mapped out. Some people don't. But if they don't, I would I would say that you need to know first who your customer is. I can't help you figure that out. But once you know who your customer is, I can help you strategize and figure out what the journey should be for them based on what your goals are. So we do strategize that and we figure out what your processes should be that you need to be flushing out. And then from there, once you flush out your own processes, then I can help you figure out what needs to be automated within those processes and actually helping you implement the automation. Right. Okay. So the techie side, like yeah. with Zapier or Zapier, yes. however you want to say it. Right. <laughs> yes. And like all of the zaps and, and all that, the technical person that comes in and, and makes everything run smoothly without the tire falling off. That's a, that's a super important role. So, okay. So when you're doing your business, now I'm going to kind of bring in this mom side, right? So Tell us how you have built and run your business while being a mom and what systems have you put in place in your Yeah, so while being a mom, I mean, it's the same thing that I've mentioned before, marketing, sales, client experience, for sure. Human resources, I don't have too many people. I just outsource a few things and finances. But in terms of like figuring out the process pre pre motherhood, I was doing a lot of random things. Even though I'm a systems person, I still was just doing a lot of random things. And it wasn't until I created like my own customer journey map that I was able to be more focused with the activities that I was doing in my business. And so, yes, we have marketing systems. We have all of the lead magnets. We use email marketing. And then for social media, I kind of work off of like the 12 week year. I don't know if you've read that book, but you know, in 12-week chunks, just figuring out what the content needs to be, mapping out the offers just in 12-week forms, and then figuring out, okay, what posts need to go out, what's the processes for creating a post, the captions, hashtags, all of that, when this needs to get posted. Because eventually, I do want to be able to outsource that to someone else. And so having all of that in place kind of positions me to be able to do that. So for the marketing and the sales, even with sales, you know, there's a process for if I'm doing sales calls or if it's just something straight digital from a website, 
there's a process for that. And then the client experience, we also have a process for that. So I really, you know, the same thing that I'm doing with my clients, I did for myself, really. I had to do it because motherhood kind of forced me to do it. I Isn't couldn't just. It's crazy how, yeah. you know, motherhood actually does force you to either one, want to replace yourself, right? And the only way you can replace yourself is to create a system to teach somebody else to be able to do it how you want it to be done, right? So that there's there's that. And then also, I think the other thing too is your time freedom. So I've seen this all over your stuff too, is you really hone in on like the time freedom like that systems brings. And I, I speak about that a lot also. And you know, why I do this podcast sometimes is to share with other mothers that you can do it however you want, but it's really, you know, there's only so much time in a day. And if you have children, let alone five, like I do, your time is the most precious time. So anything that you can systematize or automate or leverage is huge. And honestly, that first step is just like you said, like, being very aware of who you're talking to, what kind of experience you want to have for the client, and then being able to translate that into steps or systems so that you can start duplicating yourself out of it. Right? Absolutely. For sure. Like I know there's things now in my business that I used to do before that now in motherhood, I don't have time to do. And then I just don't even want to do anymore because I would rather be spending time with my daughter (laughs) And even if I do try to do the whole multitasking thing, it just doesn't work. You can't do it. So you literally are limited. So you have to figure out a way to still get the work done. And using systems is, it's a core piece of that. Like you need them in your business for sure. Right. So share with us some of the things that you used to do that you started leveraging out, either with systems or with people. How did that look for you? So most of the things were, I mean, they're smaller items, like doing the graphics. I used to kind of do all of the graphics, but then I realized that I'm so indecisive and I want everything to be perfect. So I'm like, I can't, and it was taking too much time. It was taking up way too much of my oh, time. So, yeah. So I was like, okay, I have to push this off of my plate. And then there's other things with like the podcast, doing the show notes, getting somebody else to do that. And just using different software, they have transcription software, repurposing content. So I'll just have to do a video and then the social media content can be repurposed by someone else into like a blog or into my social media posts. Those are the main things. And then I'm kind of shifting into actually creating this framework for our strategy sessions so somebody else can do it. So I can teach somebody else how to do it. So that'll pull me out of that area as well. But anything you find that you don't enjoy, that you don't love, that's a time sucker, anything that you're really not an expert in, I think you should research how to outsource that to someone else or figure out if it can be automated for sure. Yes, I think that is, I think that's perfect. That is something that I'm a huge advocate for as far as like finding the joy in your work. And that the second you start like not enjoying it, then you need to figure out, okay, am I, am I doing the right thing? And if I am, maybe I'm just 
taking a small portion or I'm hating the small portion of this other thing that I can totally have somebody else do and mm-hmm. continue to do, stay in the lane that I want to be in. Just like me with this podcast, right? And you said you have a podcast too, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I knew that going into like creating a podcast, I knew the parts that I would enjoy. And I also knew that, hey, if I'm in charge of X, Y, Z, then I will probably lose momentum and not want to continue doing this because I have way too many other things to do. So I knew right away I had to have somebody be able to edit my stuff and be able to keep things managed and be able to help with all of that in order for me to continue on and be able to like keep it flowing. So I had to get someone in that corner. And I do always tell the people that I work with too, uh, if like when they first start working with me, anybody who's admin, a lot of times I'm like, okay, if they're going to be part of my growth and in charge of people, like I have a couple different people that are in charge of like other people. And I let them know like where I want to go and where I want to grow. But also with them, I tell them, hey, keep track of all the things you love about your job that you're doing right now and keep track of all the things that you hate. And then we're going to figure out a way to to have someone else do the things that you don't like. Because first of all, I don't I want retention if they're good. Like I don't want to lose anybody, right? But then also it's like it does empower that joy part of it. Like keep doing the things you're good at, grow in that area and just simply outsource the rest or find a system for it. Yeah. So and then another piece to that because I'm thinking about something that was happening in my business. I think sometimes there might be a different way to get to the same goal. You might be trying to do something in a way that just doesn't suit your personality or suit your energy, or it just doesn't work for you in the season that you're in. And if you just kind of switch it, you can get to the goal. So like, for example, I was trying to create a new lead magnet and I was just going to do a PDF and it was taking me forever just to do this little like 10 page PDF. And so I'm like, why am I struggling with this? And I just switched it to do it as a two part private podcast and got it done in a day. So sometimes Uh, you just might have to switch, you know, your method. Yeah. That's such a good point. Such a good point. That's like me, me and blogging. (laughs) Say you want me to write write an essay no thank you i no but if you want me to sit on a couch and chat with someone absolutely (laughs) for sure that's perfect great so tell us a little bit about your plan moving forward like what we already know what you do for people but where do you want your business to go and how do you see that transforming as as you grow alongside you know having your your daughter is it your daughter daughter yeah mm-hmm. okay it's a daughter so right now you know I'm primarily solo and I outsource some things that I need to outsource and I'm really looking to expand to bring people onto the team to handle actually like cloning myself pretty much so I'm not doing the strategy session and I'll just kind of be the owner but we have other people doing the actual work in the business so that's the ultimate goal with that And we just kind of launched a brand extension of the business. So since I'm serving mompreneurs through systems, I really wanted to speak more to moms just at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship. So we launched the Mom CEO Suite, 
which is the podcast. And it's more so community-based to really touch on those challenges and just those hard issues and topics and help them to grow their business as well. So I'm really looking to grow that over the next year, build that community and just replace myself in the systems part of the business. Right, right. That is a huge goal. And I think when you're a mom, I know that, and this changes, right? So if you're a go-getter and you're an entrepreneur, before you have kids, you're like, here's my goal. I'm going after it. Everyone get out of my way. I'm doing this. Well, when you become a mom, if you at all feel like you are pulled in a different direction or you start to realize like, okay, I really want this. But then you're like, wait, but like, I actually want to take my kids to school or I actually want to put my, nurse my, my kids until they're one or two or three or however you want to do it. And you have to allot that time to do that. And you want to be present. So then you start realizing, okay, where the, where the priorities lie. So in your experience, as you have started to go on this journey, it really sounds like you have this push for freedom and this push for community because you're dealing with stuff. And I'm sure you realize all these other mom CEOs are dealing with the same stuff. But what would you say in your experience has been the hardest thing about or the biggest challenge motherhood has brought to you in your business? So I think for me, I was an entrepreneur before I was a mom. And so after I had my daughter, you know, after a few months, I was trying to jump back into entrepreneurship, just like business as usual. Really <laughs> me. Yeah, um, and it didn't work, right? It just did not work. And I became very frustrated because I just felt like I couldn't operate the same way that I used to. And I really just had to have a mindset shift. I had to have a mindset shift and change my expectations about what this journey was going to be, what I was going to be able to get done. And I really, when I had my daughter, I always wanted it to be family first. It was, you know, family will always be the priority. I did not want the business to take over my life. I wanted it to support this life of freedom that I desired. And so I had to, you know, just shift how I operated in my business. I had to, so for example, now I don't really do work outside of the time my daughter is napping. So if she's up, I might be able to do little things. But besides that, my my core working time is when she's sleeping and at night or in the morning. And so, you know, family first. So when she's up and, you know, she's running around, I'm not, you know, glued to my computer. I'm not trying to have calls. I tried it. <laughs> I was trying to oh have like, gosh. I was Ugh. trying to have consultations when she was younger and it just was, it was a disaster. So uh, it just doesn't work. For no reason. Yeah. Right. And then you're like, well, oh, no, you just feel like you're failing at both because yes. you're, you're, like you said, the expectation thing. You're setting yeah. up this expectation that, ugh. Yeah. It was, it was hard. That or like other moms, like when you try to really do it all, you're just like, wait, if I, then I'm, making we're like raising the bar for everybody and then you're like wait a second why are we putting this pressure on ourselves right it's it's pressure that we put on ourselves and I just had to shift you know just how I thought about this journey and I had to create a business that revolved around my life instead of trying to fit my life into business oh that's so good yeah 
Exactly. And I've done that many times each time I've had a kid, you know, I've had to reevaluate. And as we go through the seasons of change and, you know, different age groups and what they're into and you think you have it down and then it shifts on you. You know what, though? It's so fun. But that is something you you just have to shift your mindset and just go with the whole go back to your why, you Mm -hmm. know, why you started in the first place. And it's so you can be flexible. Now I'm at the age where some of my kids are in school, so that helps. But like you have an infant. So mm-hmm. are you deciding to do be be stay at home with your infant and work from home? Or are you getting any kind of like nanny or daycare support? Or what is your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I really wanted to be home with her. So I'm home with her all day through the day. Um, and maybe as she gets older to like school age or preschool age, Maybe we'll get a nanny. Maybe I'll send her to preschool. But I really just, in these early years, I just wanted to be able to be home with her. So that's what I'm doing. So she's home with me and I work when she sleeps. Awesome. That's so awesome. And do you have a partner that helps out with anything at home? Or are you cooking, cleaning, all the laundry? Like who handles everything at home? Are you like even? So, okay. So I am like the home manager too. Okay. My husband, he, you know, he's a guy, so he does. I just feel like I clean better. I fold the clothes better. So I just still handle those things. He cooks sometimes, but for the most part, I'm doing most of the cleaning and the laundry. But like on the weekends when he's here, he'll take her. And in the evenings, if he's here before she goes to bed, you know, he'll take her. So I do get breaks and things like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's the, he's the dad. He yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, and that's part of in, in enjoying it, right? That's awesome. So you're pretty balanced there. What would you say the next thing you would outsource is? Ooh. I, I mean, I'm really looking to outsource the execution of the strategy session. I think that's like the next big thing. Social media, I thought I wanted to outsource that, but there's still, you know, it's hard for somebody else to capture your voice. Oh my God. Yeah. So hard. It's so hard. I think that's one of the bigger challenges too. I've met people with really awesome copywriters and I'm just like, how do they do that? It's like magic. But I just feel like it keeps me connected. Mm -hmm. You know, I have some help with some stuff, but I just think it's, it's hard to completely outsource it. Like you say, because that is your voice. That is how you're staying connected and how you're listening to other people. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as the outsourcing, I think it's really going to be these just bringing on team members, other consultants, and I automate a lot. So I don't really need a whole lot to to outsource, but that's the next phase for me. And what do you see as the biggest struggle for some of your clients when it comes to creating systems or in their business? Most people just don't know where to start. They're just like, what do I do? Where should I be starting? You know, I think most people want to just start with the automation piece and they don't really have the processes in place or understand the customer journey. So a lot of time is spent there. So not knowing where to start and then kind of building their foundation. Those are uh, kind of the the challenges I've seen and where we focus a lot of time. Okay. So really the customer journey. Yeah. You have to know who the customer is and what you want them to experience before you can create the experience. Absolutely. Yes. Right. 
Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing with us. Share with people what you're doing and like what you're doing now or where they can find you to seek help if they're looking for help with their systems and processes. Sure. So you can connect with me through the website for PLH Consulting. The website is plhconsulting.co. And all of the information is on there for scheduling, just getting information about systems and how I can help you there. And if you just want to connect on Instagram, I'm on Instagram at Felicia Pugh. Righty. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And I can't wait to watch you grow and see how it turns out. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Homefront Podcast, where happiness is our true profit. If you enjoyed today's chat, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. This helps us to learn, grow, and reach more listeners. Join me again next week as we drop new stories, experiences, and game-changing tips for your home front and biz. As always, here empowering you in business and in life. Until next time.